Welcome to Get Right for Sunday, a podcast designed to help you prepare for Sunday and beyond. I am Pastor Wright, and each week I have a conversation exploring the Bible readings for this upcoming Sunday. Join us as we discuss how the lessons are applied to our daily life in Christ. Welcome to Get Right for Sunday. I am Pastor Wright, and I'm here with a special guest, Tucker. Hello there. I'm Tucker, and I'm an eighth grader at this school. I greatly appreciate you taking time to come and chat with me about the text, specifically the gospel lesson for this coming Sunday, and it's uh, from St. John, the third chapter. Tucker, what's your favorite color? Blue. Blue. What kind of blue? I'd say like a like a baby blue or like baby. color blue. Okay. What animal are you most scared of? Probably like a bear. A bear. Have you had any contacts with bears? Yeah, it was yeah. at a zoo. Uh, okay, at a zoo. They're terrifying. I, I'm I'm with you. They're they're big. So jumping into our text for today, it again is Saint John, the third chapter, and with this we get this interesting situation. We have a Pharisee named Nicodemus, and in the cover of night, being all secretive, he goes and he finds Jesus, because he got some questions. And his question, or his statement is, Rabbi, teacher, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do the signs that you do unless God is with him. And I love this. Instead of Jesus saying, oh, I'm glad you noticed how good I am and all the great things, he kind of picks on Nicodemus. And he says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Tucker, what do you think Jesus is talking about in all of this? He's talking about, like, baptism. Absolutely. So, Jesus— And again, I think it's interesting because Nicodemus has pointed out that Jesus is something different, that he's not just a good teacher, that he's not a good um, salesman, you know, trying to sell the newest teachings, but that God is with him. And this is a big deal for Pharisees because as we have talked about in uh, catechesis, Pharisees love the law. They think that if they do the law good enough— they can get into heaven. And Jesus makes this really interesting statement that now you have to be born again. This bothers Nicodemus. It bothers him so much because he says, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of the water and the spirit, just like you said, Tucker, this is baptism, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And Jesus goes on, and we'll talk a little bit more, but Tucker, what do you think about Jesus' answer? What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. What does that do for you? I think what Jesus means by that is, like, you are born of, like, flesh from your mother. Mm-hmm. And then once you get baptized, you get, like, cleansed, and the Spirit cleanses you whenever mm-hmm. you get baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
I, I love that. You, you hit the nail on the head. And what's really amazing about that is what I appreciate is that you didn't deny the flesh. Um, we so often want to, to say that the flesh is no good and we want to get rid of it and we just want to be spiritual beings. But it's cleansed. And I really, really like that because, again, Nicodemus, Oh, I forgot to ask you. I wanted to ask you this question. What do you think about Nicodemus doing this at night when there's no other witnesses? What do you think about that? I think that what Nicodemus wanted to do is that he had a one-on-one, that he wanted to have a one-on-one with Jesus and nobody else there to distract him from talking to Jesus at night. I I never thought of that Uh, because I I always want to make Nicodemus into kind of like a weak guy. I think. Like, he's scared. He's scared that his Pharisee buddies will make fun of him for going to talk to Jesus, so he sneaks around. And I like that you you make Nicodemus into somebody who is very serious about what Jesus is teaching and what he offers, and he has real questions. And I like that one-on-one aspect. Um, I, very good. I appreciate that. Because now it makes me think of something different. Okay, so going back to the, the, the flesh uh, being born of the flesh is flesh, and that is born of the spirit is spirit. And I, I like that, that cleansing, because that makes us something different. We are now the new creation. We are sanctified. That means made holy. Well, Jesus continues, and kind of picking on Nicodemus, and I mean this in a good way, to, to make him think outside of just the, the, the law and fleshly things. And he—this uh, is verse 7. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. And what I love about this is Jesus is looking, and and I, I see Jesus with penetrating eyes, and not mean like, um, I'm going to tell you what to, but really making this connection, being serious. And he basically just told Nicodemus, you can't understand the fullness of the work of the Holy Spirit. He does what he wants to do, when he wants, where he wants, and how he wants. And we pray that the Holy Spirit will come to us. So, how do we deal with the whole idea that the Spirit does what the Spirit does and we don't know it? Any, any thoughts on that? That's a big question. So, like, the Spirit, he... I'm trying to think about this. The Spirit does what he does. Mm-hmm. And and it's the creation of faith, uh, the idea that when we're we're born again in baptism, that the Holy Spirit brings, creates, establishes faith, or secures the faith that that is there. But it's always uh, faith is always the work and gift of God. I think that whenever the Spirit does what it does, like the Spirit will do whatever it wants to do in a context of whenever you are baptized, the Spirit is mm-hmm. baptizing you. So mm-hmm. the Spirit does what it does, and it wants to baptize you. I, I love that because um, we haven't gotten to the uh, part about baptism in catechesis, but you used the nail on the head. It is the work of God. He is the one who uh, works through the pastor, works through the water, 
but it is his work. And that's what Jesus is telling Nicodemus, which really shakes the foundation of this whole, if I'm good enough, if I do enough, if I can pay my way into heaven through good works. And so this is attacking, in a good way, the traditional thoughts of the works righteousness, the the, the self-righteous, if I do enough. And now Nicodemus, he kind of has this light bulb moment, and he's trying to figure things out. And he asks Jesus, how can these things be? And Jesus says, are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? And I love this, because again, it's, it's not a, an accusing uh, Nicodemus of being dumb or, or stupid, but it's the idea that you have been gifted the Torah, which is the Old Testament, the first five books of the, the Bible, and you've been teaching everybody these spiritual gifts, and you've missed the ultimate gift of God, of faith, of work, of all his love. And he says, um, and this is verse 11, truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you, and this is accusation, but you do not receive our testimony. And again, Jesus is saying, you have made mention of these miracles. You have made mention of these teachings, but yet you keep going back to the law. You keep going back to what you think you have to do to earn God's love, forgiveness, mercy. You do not receive this. What do you think of that? I think what Jesus is trying to tell them is that you guys only focus on what you are mainly told to do, which is the Ten Commandments. But Jesus is is trying to tell them that there's a lot more to that than the Ten Commandments. And it— Nobody will be able to complete the Ten Commandments perfectly, unlike him. So there's baptism, and once you get renewed, and your sins are forgiven again. Oh, awesome. That, that, is, that is awesome gospel. That is awesome gift. And, and it's really actually what Jesus says in the closing statement of our text, uh, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And this idea that, that God wants to reconcile, God wants his people, God wants the gift of all his love so that there's not condemnation, that there's not people in hell, that everybody gets to have the promise of salvation. And the problem is, this is freely offered. There's people who say no to this. The Pharisees, they said no to this. They wanted to earn their way. They wanted to say that they were good enough, and they didn't believe in the gifts that Christ was offering. And I greatly appreciate that Nicodemus was struggling with this. And I really appreciated your, your earlier statement that Nicodemus was so troubled by this or was so curious about this that he wanted a one-on-one -on -one conversation to wrestle with Jesus over these huge topics. And the great thing about this is this happens even today in preaching and church and in Bible class and prayer. We hear the gifts of God, and our, our flesh says, well, I want to do this. I want to be this. But God says, no, I've done it, and I have made you alive. I And I like your language. I have cleansed you. I have forgiven you. And this brings us into the kingdom of God to live under his rule. 
And what's really great about that is his rule of forgiveness, of love, of mercy, instead of law and condemnation. So that's, that's great stuff. Well, Tucker, do you have any do you have any other thoughts about the the text as a whole? Anything else that you saw that you you want to ask or want to go down? Any rabbit holes you want to go down? No, I'm just kind of I'm going off your cue here because I'm not as spiritually sound as you are. So. Well, no, you had some great answers. I, I really appreciate it. I like how you think in this. And dear listeners, I, I want you to know that uh, I, I get to pick on Tucker in the catechetical classes because he is usually willing to challenge me and ask questions and debate. And he will go toe-to-toe with me uh, with questions, and he will wrestle. And so I, I appreciate your willingness, Tucker, to, to come and talk and to— have fun in the text that we get to preach, the text that we get to live out, and the text that we get to hear, the gifts of Jesus. So thank you very much for taking some time out, and I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me on here, Pastor. Thank you for listening to Get Right for Sunday. I know that your time is valuable. And of all the things that you could have watched or listened to, you have chosen to deepen your biblical understanding with Get Right for Sunday. Would you take a moment to give a five-star rating of this podcast on Apple Podcast or your favorite podcast platform? This actually helps others to be able to find Get Right for Sunday. Again, thank you for your time, your prayers, and support.